Hey guys, what's going on? Oh man, welcome to HVAC Hero Podcast. This is Steve. I appreciate you guys being here. If you're new here, thanks for checking it out. If you've been listening, I appreciate you guys so much. It means the world to me. Uh, so you know, let's jump right into it. Let's uh, let's think about. It. I mean, again, as always, I have no idea what I'm gonna talk about right now. It's completely on the fly. I'm gonna make a bunch of shit up. Just uh, hopefully it turns out good. You guys let me know what you think. Um, comments, questions, concerns. You guys can reach me at HVACR Hero on Instagram. Uh, I think you can message me right through Anchor and even Spotify maybe. Um, but if you don't know, I'm on uh, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Overcast, I think is another one. I'm on all of them. Uh, got a few episodes. I think this is going to be my 11th episode. Uh, and I'm excited. It's been, it's been fun. It's been a, a journey. I mean, you guys are used to me. You know, I started out doing it in, in my AirPods, and the quality of the recording just isn't there. So, even though it saved me a little bit of time, this is worth being able to talk to you guys directly and have a have a little bit better of a recording, so you can hear me. Um, but yeah, thanks again, again, I'm Steve and HVAC Hero. I've been doing HVAC for quite a while now. I think going on ten years probably. Started out doing commercial, uh, just doing install, throwing up ductwork. You know, it's all in rooftop units, air handlers, um, pretty much anything you could think of. I was installing, you know, a lot of ductwork, a lot of insulation, all the stuff that nobody wants to do. Uh, I got to do some boilers, all that. So I did that like three years, I want to say, I was doing ins- install, commercial install. Um, from there, I ended up going into actually supermarket refrigeration. And that was really fun. That was a really good job. Uh, it was really neat, really technical. You learn a lot, and it was it was refrigeration service only. Uh, that being said, I got thrown on a construction project for half the time I was there, so I, I got a lot of really great experience brazing in ACR pipe and and just doing a lot of construction, building walk-in freezers, walk-in coolers. That was really neat. And then, like I said, the other half of the time I was doing service. So I was getting called out on Target stores and some other local supermarkets and really working on any any uh, any down, like service calls. So when something would go down or if there was iced up in the, in the case and fans weren't working, things like that, I'd go and diagnose them, troubleshoot it, and repair it. Uh, best part about it, and I'm gonna stand by this. The best part about it was being able to use the shopping carts for the tool for the tool bags, because you got a lot of tools in, in supermarket work. So throwing it all in the shopping cart and wheeling it right in was that was definitely a benefit. Um, I'm gonna try to stop saying um. I, I know I say that a lot, guys. Uh, bear with me here. So. I went to supermarket and then I went and I worked for a local government doing service as a service engineer for them for about three and a half years. That was awesome. Uh, I think I, I went into this before, but uh, that was great. You get when anytime you're in an institution like that, you get a lot of really good experience working on a bunch of different equipment, a bunch of different brands, pretty much anything you can think of, they have. So that's always a lot of fun. I, uh, you know, just off the top of my head, it was, you know, rooftop units was a big one. Air handlers were big. I got to work on really neat equipment for the athletics. So we had like a um, ice bath and, and, you know, hot tubs, things like that were really neat to work on. A lot of industrial work, so pumps, valves, heat exchangers, all that kind of work. 
lot of that uh, and a lot of building automation. So there's a lot of controls in that position and there's a lot of front end um, control. So we're, we're operating a building automation system and we'd operate chillers and air handlers and boilers and open and close valves and outside air dampers, bypass dampers, pretty much anything you think of we'd operate and work on install we do our own installing so that was a that was a good time i uh and then i got into the design work and now i'm doing that you know for another four years now it's a lot of design it's definitely a lot more stressful than being out there in the field it's you have a lot more deadlines you've got projects that other people are relying on you to get them done and finish and get them what they need to continue the job or the project and that that's been an interesting ride and i think that's what this episode is going to be about is is how about the actual project management from start to finish because I think a lot of guys, they don't really know what goes into it. And there's, it's a lot, you know, uh, I get a lot of guys, you know, you hear the, oh, you sit at a desk or you, you, you know, you don't know what it's like. We're out here in the field doing all the work, but I think there's a little misconception there is to, because doing the project management portion of it is, is no easy task. And I want to, I want to tell you guys how, how it goes. You know, I want to shed some insight on that. <clears throat> so you've got. A customer and let's start there your customer you know comes to you and says hey i'm looking for some new equipment in my my building and i need you know i need to get new heating in here i need new air conditioning uh in a few different spots of the building what do you can you come take a look and let me know get let me get a quote so you, you know you start that process and the and the, cost, the contractor goes over there and and gets an idea of what they want to put in maybe a few different options because you know how customers are they they're spending a lot of money if they're spending 50 60 70 maybe a hundred thousand or more uh they want their money's worth so they're going to ask for a couple different options they want to know the efficiency of them all so you, you got to understand is it starts there and then that's that's the whole pre-sale process is getting them a quote and then another quote another option and then an option for this and and maybe they want to look at the most energy efficient but then they after you give them that number they want to look at what's the most cost effective and i want to value engineer this thing that's a lot of back and forth now let's let's talk about what happens when this customer is like you know what i really think i need to get an engineer in here on this project because i don't know if i know enough i don't really trust the contractor enough to design this whole thing from start to finish so i think i'm going to get a mechanical engineer this is where it gets really convoluted for everyone. But the customer had, knows what they're getting. They know that it's going to be correct because they've hired an engineer to design it. Uh, so they thought, <laughs> you know, that's a whole nother story. But I've seen, I've seen mechanical engineers make a lot of mistakes as well. But they start out in pre-sale. Now it's going to be engineered, right? So once it goes engineering, that the engineers are going to come up with what what they're going to do load calcs and they're going to say this is the exact equipment you need this is the exact amount of heat that you need in this building uh btu wise based on your square footage and based on the heat load and the load calculation and the heat loss i should say <clears throat> and now we're going to put this out to bid so there's a bid date and they put it out on a public job board right so you've got a few of them out there 
where every contractor can get in this public portal, you know, um, and they could they can look at these projects and say, oh, wow, I've got X, Y and Z bidding on October 19th. They have maybe a week. They do a walkthrough. Sometimes it's longer, sometimes it's shorter. They do a walkthrough. Contractors get to see what's going on in there. And then all of the contractors that are interested in this project are going to put a bid together. And they're going to say, I I know where we can save some money. And this guy thinks he can save a little bit more money. And then you might have some inexperienced contractors out there who might not understand where they can save that money. And they're going to get outbid and they're going to lose the job. Um, Excuse me. That's interesting because you, you started out a pre-sale and maybe that pre-sale was with the guy originally who was newer to the game and thought he had a chance on this job. Now you're going to get the experienced ones out there who might have room to lose a little bit of money or might be able to undercut the other guys to get the job. And then, so bids come through, right? Um, the lower, depending on where you are, now always keep in mind, public work, say for a government, they have to take the lowest bid. Um, and there's ways around that. I know it's not black and white, but say this guy makes a mistake and comes in and gives you the lowest bid and they go with him. Well, now there's issues that have to be, you know, fixed on everybody's end. And sometimes you don't always get the best product or the best uh, quality because because it was uh, the lowest bid and there was a mistake or something wasn't accounted for. But let's just for ease, let's say, okay, there's a bunch of bidders. One person got the job. So now... We've got pre-sale. We've got the engineering side of it, if it goes engineering. Now we've got the bid process. You finally get post-bid. You finally get somebody or maybe multiple contractors awarded this project. Maybe there was a heating contract. Maybe there was a, a plumbing contract, an electrical, a lighting. All of these different, these different contractors now have won this job. So now you have the pre-construction phase. This is very important. Pre-construction phase is is vital to make sure everything is done correctly before it even gets into, let's say, construction. So this is when, on the heating side, let's just talk about that. Obviously, like I said, there's other other factors, but maybe the contractor, the engineer is going to call the contractor, and say, "Hey, we need bid documents. We are we need submittals. We need technical data sheets that are going to say this is what you said that you wanted, you were going to provide in your bid." So now I need to see and make sure that this is going to match what I specified in the original engineer drawing. The engineer is going to go through, the contractor is going to get the submittals to the engineer, but something nobody talks about is that contractor doesn't do that. The contractor can actually contacts the supply house or the vendor, whoever might have given them the, the, the quote on the actual product, and they're the ones that are going to put together a submittal package. And then the contractor is going to fill out what they might have to fill out on this middle package. Maybe the name of the, the contractor and where it's going, the engineer name. You know, some of the little things here and there. It's quick, 10 minutes. And they're going to send that over to the engineer. And now now we're in the approval process. So now the engineer is going to look at these and they're going to say, okay, 60,000 BTUs, check. Uh, 0.5 static pressure, check. Uh, CFM requirement of 2,000, check. Or whatever it is. And I'm just making up numbers here. Let's say there's something off uh, dimension-wise. They only have so much room in the ceiling for this unit, and your unit that you provide in your bid is 4 inches or 6 inches or even 12 inches larger than what they should have been. Well, now there's a whole other process that needs to be started. Now you have to 
your approval or your your submittals did not get approved. So now you're in the the basically you have to resubmit. So now the contractor is going to go back to the vendor and say, hey, what happened? I thought this was going to work. They have to figure out where that disconnect was, correct it, maybe provide new equipment for the same price or whatever they work out. Maybe there is something that was correct and they didn't look at the right one or whatever it is. They fix the submittals. They send them back for resubmission. Then they finally get approved. Okay, so we're not even in construction phase yet. You guys see how much is happening leading right up to construction phase is a lot. So... Submittals are approved, technical data is approved, everything's good, let's break ground, let's start putting some of this up. So the contractor gets on site, he starts the, the whole install process, which most of you are familiar with. Uh, you know, you start throwing up hangers, you start throwing up pipe, you start insulating the pipe, uh, really kind of getting the, maybe framing together for certain things. Maybe the roof has to be redone before you put the curb or the rooftop on, or you have to pull the old one off and put a curb adapter on or whatever it is you start out all that basic stuff you get the product in great job's over with we're good our products in construction's done so now it comes it's still not done yet engineer needs a bunch of stuff or not the engineer but the owner is going to need a bunch of different information now so the contractor now has to go back to the vendor and say hey you got to provide us with iom manual so iom is install installation operation and maintenance manual so now the the supplier has to go back into the, all of their information, pull every single IOM manual for all the equipment that they might have supplied them with, send it back over. Those have to be sub- submitted to the customer before anything. So now, finally, after all that, the contractor ends up getting paid. The vendor ends up getting paid. Maybe, maybe they have some terms. Maybe they have some credit or whatever it is, but. I think you guys can see, and it's still not done. You guys all know that after the fact, there might be a maintenance contract or service contract or whatever. But I think you guys, it's safe to say, you can see that even though these guys sit at a desk, and I know, believe me, I I sit at a desk right now, but I was out there doing what you guys are doing. It's not as easy as you think it might be. There's a lot of mental tasking uh, things that you have to go through first. And just keep that in mind everybody's got a job to do everybody's busy everybody's tired um but treat each other correctly you know with respect and say we're all in this together and yeah this guy that's in that desk might not be out there you know busting his ass like you guys are and look i've been there i'll give you guys all the credit in the road you guys are doing a hell of a job it's not an easy job um and you don't get paid i think in my opinion what you're worth uh but just keep doing your thing you know you guys are doing a great job and don't get discouraged if you love being out there you love being out there you're doing it for that reason right because if you don't love what you do why are you doing it so just keep all that in mind and uh try to enjoy your job and if you don't enjoy your job or if you want to get into design like i was just telling you about look put your foot in there you know put your foot in the door you know throw your hat in the ring whatever the saying is get in there and just you know the first step is the inquiry phase just tell somebody that you're interested see what happens what's the worst and my my philosophy has always been what is the worst possible thing that can happen for me trying to get into a new position or whatever the worst thing they can say is no but a lot of times the ambition and the the fact that you're asking and showing interest in it is half the battle sometimes all you got to do is ask so i i challenge you guys if you aren't happy in the position that you're in go out there 
talk to whoever you need to talk to and that's going to be find the person that you need to find and tell them you're interested and then maybe you guys now finally are putting you know you're finally making the right steps to be happy in the career that you want to be in so go for it guys that's enough of the 16 minutes and i'm really sorry i took up this much of your time i thought it was an interesting and important topic to talk about if you have any questions comments concerns let me know again thanks for stopping by i appreciate it more than anything and you guys have a wonderful christmas if i don't talk to you then i might have another podcast now it's only the 22nd um if you don't celebrate christmas happy holidays uh i appreciate you guys thank you thanks for stopping by and hvacr hero is out